Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Pastor Mike Drop Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Householder, joined by my co-host, Emily Langpaul. Hello, Emily. Hello. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Good. We, we are recording this on a Tuesday. It gets released on a Wednesday, so it'll be yes. released on Ash Wednesday. And we had a party. It's kind of like the Shrove Tuesday party time, and then you have the 40 days of Lent <laughs> after that. Yeah. We had a staff party this morning, and it was great. It was so good. It's good to connect. Yeah. Thanks for all your work. Uh, if you don't all know out there, Emily's our church life lead, and she puts... That whole thing together. It was it was awesome. With a lot of help. Yeah, and the staff deserves it. They've yeah. been working really hard for a long time. So, yeah. po- you know, it, we haven't done that since before the pandemic. Right. So this was really right. fun. Right. All yeah. campuses together. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. I'm I'm not a good bowler though. Well, you worked on it. <laughs> you you can. <laughs> Thanks for the encouragement. Yes. Let's just move on. I think you yeah. did better than most. There was a lot of bad bowling out there. <laughs> yeah, there was. There was a. We, we maybe needed the inflatable things in the in the you know gutters. Yes, yeah, yes. I it. did an escape room. Did you? Was yeah. it fun? Yep, I escaped. Awesome. So, She's here, so yeah. Thanks to the team I had. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have some staff who are still stuck in, in, in those escape rooms. And, no, really, though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They're still yeah. going. They're probably still going. That's right. We all had to leave to come record this podcast. Yes. Had to leave. We get to leave. We get, we get to, to leave. leave. This is super fun, too. And we're always glad that you're pulling up a chair and joining us here at the table uh, where we just have like to have heartfelt conversations uh, at the intersection of faith and daily life. So we have two wonderful guests today, one returning guest and a new guest, at least for this season. Yes, this season's new guest with us is Pastor Ben Mason. Yay, Hi, ben. ben. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. And returning, Reverend Dr. Richard Webb. Reverend Dr. Uh, yes. <laughs> You're kind of like the Spock of, of Lutheran Church of Hope. Yeah. Live long and prosper. Oh, wow. Um, okay. There it is. <laughs> there it was. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it was funny. Good for you, Richard. A little bit. I like it. I like it. So today is Ash Wednesday. That's the day. Even mm-hmm. if you're... Uh, people listen to this podcast on different mm-hmm. days of the week uh, when they subscribe, but... Uh, today, the, the day it's being released is Ash Wednesday, which is the first of 40 days of the season of Lent. And so we're going we're gonna to drill down on a really serious topic. It's uh, one of the sacraments, as we understand them as Lutheran Christians, and it's the sacrament of Holy Communion. And the overriding question of, we're going to do uh, 20 questions over the next 20 weeks. So that's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And today's question is, is Holy Communion more than a symbolic ritual? And underneath that, there's uh, you know follow-up questions and, and different things that we're going to dive deep into. So I'm I'm excited about that. But before we get to the serious stuff, all of us as church leaders, Mm -hmm. ministers, pastors, we get involved in uh, administering a lot of communion services, the bread and the wine, and in the midst of the really wonderful, serious, holy things that are going on, and we'll be talking about those the rest of this episode, there's some of the humorous things that are going on. So Emily? What is your funniest communion (laughs) story? I remember one where... um, we were having communion, and in our congregation, this was in, in Kansas, um, a, families would bake the bread. Mm. And it was unleavened, and it was really sort of crunchy bread. Uh, and some family <laughs> decided to give us all a special treat and put cinnamon sugar on it. Oh, no. So we, we had oh, cinnamon sugar communion. That's a, that's a little spicy for yeah. Lutherans, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's going a little crazy over, over the top. How about, how about you, Ben? Uh, when I was at seminary, at Luther Seminary, they had... It felt like a Dixie cup. It was like a pretty big cup that <laughs> yes. they would give everybody I, for communion. I will confirm that. Yes, yes. Big, way too big, way uncomfortably too big. large cups. And the wine yes. was really strong. So you're like, okay, you know, uh, taking a shot in the middle of the morning here at seminary uh, feels a little weird. And uh, I remember when we would have guests 
students from high school, they would come and they would go down the line and you could just see all their faces going like this oh. <laughs> when they came oh. down because they, they were surprised and it was pretty <laughs> hilarious for all of us seminary students. It's funny you say that because I do remember that. My, my funniest story that comes to mind uh-huh. uh, serving communion is uh, I was holding the wine chalice and we were doing intinction, which means somebody gives you the bread, says this is the body of Christ given for you, and then they come and dip it into the wine chalice and receive the bread and the wine together. <laughs> In this particular case, though, this man apparently missed the instructions and wasn't paying a whole lot of attention, which is fine. There's grace, right, for everybody. Mm-hmm. But he took the bread, swallowed it whole, comes to me, and I said, as quietly as I could, I didn't want to say, you might want to go get another wafer, and that's okay. You know, I'll wait. He's like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> I didn't even get to say the blood of Christ. He just took the whole chalice. Oh boy! <laughs> Downed it oh. the, the whole, whole thing. thing. Yes, finished off the whole oh, thing no. and walked away like he was supposed to do it. And then oh. I'm I'm left with an empty chalice, <laughs> trying to figure out where I'm going to get some more wine. And that's where the whole memory goes dark. I don't remember what happened after that. But, uh, yeah, it, it can get great. it can get kind of fun. Oh, that's man. great. I've been a part of multiple rounds of first communion with young students yes this can happen with young students or adults who just simply panic with what to do like they could have listened but they get up there and they panic and multiple instances of seeing a student eat the bread and then take their hand and just dip it as if they were holding an imaginary (laughs) (laughs) their fingers yep just lick it off never really thought of holy communion (laughs) as finger licking Okay, that's as silly as we want to get with oh, this. Yes. We're, we're right on the edge, right, 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 right up on the edge, because we do take this sacrament really seriously, and it's not because we take ourselves so seriously. Obviously, we don't. We like to laugh about things like that, but and laugh loudest at ourselves. But the sacrament itself of Holy Communion is mm-hmm. a deeply holy experience, and one that is worthy of our attention today. And we have two of the best and brightest yeah. pastors on our staff here to talk about. And Pastor Ben is preaching on mm-hmm. Ash Wednesday, so um, he's thinking about these things as well. So mm-hmm. we have some questions. We sure do. Okay, so uh, hey, why don't we just jump right in? Anybody got any questions? First question, how does Holy Communion connect us to the past, the present, and the future? Hmm. Well, um, this is what Christians have done since the very beginning. Christ instituted this. Christ gave it to us. And uh, when I teach First Communion, because I get to teach that class, it's mm-hmm. really fun. Uh, I ask the kids, if Jesus says to do something, should we do it? And luckily so far, every, every kid goes, yes, yes. <laughs> kids uh, are pro-Jesus. Kids, yeah, kids, yes. are, kids are, they know when the right answer is there. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. Christians have always done this. Christians everywhere mm-hmm. do this. And Christians mm-hmm. will always do this. Yeah, mm. yeah and it, it, that's a really good point. And Richard, it goes even deeper into the Old Testament too, yeah. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And communion has its roots, obviously, in Passover. And Jesus was celebrating a Passover when he instituted the Lord's Supper. Um, and that goes all the way. It, it, it was the freedom meal right before God led his people out of slavery from Egypt. And it also was a, a costly meal because it cost the life of the firstborn of every Egyptian. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and, and Jews would continue to celebrate it. And it was especially poignant in the first century because the Jews were once again captive, this time to the Romans. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the meal of freedom was a meal of hope and in some ways desperation. Mm. And then Jesus says, this, this is me, and I'll, I'm going to free you. Right. Mm. It's good to remember Jesus is Jewish. His disciples are Jewish. Yeah. So yeah. when he institutes yeah. the Lord's Supper, yeah, Ben, that you talked about in the upper room, mm-hmm. he's 
sharing the Passover meal. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's remembering that meal that takes mm-hmm. us all mm-hmm. the way back to the Exodus story 100%. Uh, yeah. with Moses. And, yeah. and there, there's, so, there's so much richness to that story. Yeah. When you teach yeah. First Communion, I know you go there, Ben. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we go through, uh, and I actually got a liturgy from, uh, there was a man who was uh, working at seminary to be ordained who grew up Jewish at, at the church where I grew up. And uh, he uh, met a good Lutheran girl in college and converted to Christianity, and then he unfolded his Jewish practices, you know, having gone to Hebrew school, having celebrated Passover every year in his household. He's like, okay, how do I understand these things in a new way Mm -hmm. now that I believe in Jesus? And so he brought that stuff to the church where I grew up, and it was really, really rich for me to celebrate the Passover growing up too, Mm -hmm. because you get the Old Testament in a way that... We oftentimes miss, mm-hmm. and it yeah. and it's so much more rich when we understand that history. Yeah. Mm. So I'd like to think most Christians know this, generally speaking, but but in case you don't, or a refresher isn't a bad thing, I think it's important to know that we're not just dealing with a meal here that Jesus just pulled out of the air. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's continuing and, in a sense, um, bringing new life into an old tradition. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so he's saying, now when you share this same Passover meal, mm-hmm. the bread is my body and mm-hmm. the wine mm-hmm. is my blood. And mm-hmm. so when you do this, you're still connected to that past. And yeah. The, yeah. the coolest part of that whole story for me and the connection and something I like to think about um, as much as I can try to remember, you're still connected to that past. And yeah. The, yeah. the coolest part of that whole story for me and the connection and something I like to think about um, as much as I can try to remember, when you painted it on the doorposts of your home as as faithful people, and so when the angel of death came, that tenth mm-hmm. plague, mm-hmm. before God's people were set free by Pharaoh and on their way to the yeah. promised land, that angel of death would come and would see the the sacrificial blood of the lamb painted on the doorpost and would mm-hmm. pass over yeah. that family so that they would be saved, mm-hmm. quite literally, would yeah. be saved. Yeah. And so now, fast forward to mm-hmm. the next time we take communion. Yeah. We come forward, we receive the body and the blood of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, who mm-hmm. the Bible says is the Lamb of God, the sacrificial mm-hmm. yeah. Lamb of yeah. God. And in that, in that sense, then, the blood of Christ is painted on the doorpost of our souls, mm-hmm. and death passes us over, not because it's magic, not because the, the bread, and we'll get into that, mm-hmm. but because of the promise, because God yeah. says so, yeah. and yeah. we believe his word, yeah. and yeah. faith comes by hearing, and that's what leads to salvation. Yeah. That, yeah. that gives me goosebumps to think about mm-hmm. how deeply mm-hmm. connected we are. And then before we move on to the next question, I think this is worth hearing from both of you on too. Mm-hmm. It also connects us to the future because mm-hmm. there's this heavenly foretaste, right? We're, yeah, yeah. we're not just receiving this meal, which connects us back to Moses and the book of Exodus and the mm-hmm. Passover, mm-hmm. but it's also pointing us forward into yeah. eternity. So, yeah. Richard? Well, and one of the symbols that, that comes through um, all the way across the Bible is that of a, a banquet and a wedding feast. Yeah. And, and, and we know this because uh, God desires a deep intimacy with us that was broken when we rebelled. And so what better symbol of intimacy but a wedding and a feast, of course, because that's celebration and party, which means joy. Yeah. And they come together at, at, in the final book of the Bible, Revelation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then communion also anticipates that moment of joy and intimacy 
jealousy and celebration, what we call the wedding feast of the Lamb. That's in the last couple chapters of, of the book of Revelation. That's the last book. Um, and so each time we do that, uh, we, we get a chance to look a little forward. It's also why here at Hope, we often will worship God with music during that time, because yeah. that's also a celebration. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's an interesting thing, because we remember back into what God has done, but we also remember forward into what God will do. Yeah. And then there's the present of what God is doing in the bread and wine for us. Yeah, you guys were talking about the hope of this meal before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It truly is hope-filled in the sense of mm-hmm. eternity. That yeah. Yeah. We'll be sharing this meal for eternity. I mean, what's mm-hmm. better? Mm-hmm. The older I get, the more I start to realize what's better than sitting down with people you're close to, mm-hmm. loved ones, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. People you do life together with, yeah. sharing a good meal yeah. and not having a care in the world other yeah. than just yeah. being in that moment yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. To think that that's what heaven's going to be like. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the food will be upgraded from the little wafer and, 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 and the dip of Mogan Dave and just yeah. being in that moment yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. To think that that's what heaven's going to be like. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the food will be upgraded from the little wafer and, 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 and the dip of Mogan Dave of our lives with God in his mm-hmm. kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Right. So when Jesus says, this is my body and this is my blood, he gives us himself. And, and when he gives us himself, yeah. like... Uh, this is the God who spoke and then worlds became worlds. He spoke and there was light. And so then when he speaks to us, he says, uh, this is for you. So what what other hope could we have for the future than that? If that, he says, uh, this is for you. So what what other hope could we have for the future than that? If that's on the table, what else matters? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the, the God uh, changes everything for my future and the future of the world. Mm-hmm. It does. So if you're listening to this podcast and it's Ash Wednesday and you go to your Ash Wednesday service, wherever you go, whatever church Mm -hmm. you're part of, Mm -hmm. and you receive... It does. So if you're listening to this podcast and it's Ash Wednesday and you go to your Ash Wednesday service, wherever you go, whatever church Mm -hmm. you're part of, Mm -hmm. and you receive the sacrament, like you said, Pastor Ben, it's for you. Which leads to our next question Mm -hmm. because... I think there's a lot of confusion out Mm -hmm. there on who qualifies. Mm -hmm. Like, what, What does it take... Yeah. to um, qualify to receive mm-hmm. this sacrament. So yeah, that's let's it. go. What qualifies a person yeah. for the sacrament yeah. of Holy Communion? Mm-hmm. I'd say the short answer is if you, if you think you need it, and you need it. Well, that's yeah. good. And, and um, yeah, to be uh, a sinner. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Pretty well. <laughs> the only people, I guess, who aren't qualified are perfect people because <laughs> yeah, yeah. why would they need it? Yeah. Yeah. Right? You exactly. know, th- this, is, this mm-hmm. is for people who need it. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, the coolest things was in the, in the early 90s, a lot of churches were experimenting with uh, services designed for people who didn't go to church, especially uh, people in their 20s. And a lot of these were Baptists and Pentecostals and some Lutherans and, and, and others, Presbyterian. And a lot of them were having communion, um, and they discovered that people were coming to faith at communion. Mm-hmm. So it was becoming like an altar call, mm-hmm. and, and, and so they'd hear the word, and in faith, they would come forward, and they'd say, I want this as mine, and their first intimate experience of Jesus was with the bread and wine. Mm-hmm. And, and that, to me, uh, that says something that's going on there. Mm. I like that you called it an altar call, too, because mm-hmm. I've always thought of it that way, and I mm-hmm. think that's actually good Lutheran theology. And an altar call is an action. It's something we get mm-hmm. to do. And mm-hmm. here at Hope, after this, you know, it, we're, we're finally announcing that this Ash Wednesday and the following weekend, first Sunday of Lent, we're going to be inviting people to come forward for communion mm-hmm. again, because we've been doing it from our chairs mm-hmm. with the little cheese and crackers, you know, <laughs> communion packets 
That's been a great alternative. Yeah. It's been a great interim kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's time, and we're excited about it because there's a movement to it. That's an mm-hmm. awesome and powerful thing. What do you say, though, to those Christians who are out there who say you're not taking it serious enough? You have to do more. You have to mm-hmm. earn it. When I uh, talk about sacraments to kids especially, and I do this every time I do baptisms, we do baptisms after the 11 o'clock service every weekend. And so every once in a while I get to do that. And I start with a question like, who in here has witnessed a miracle before? And some people kind of go like, mm. I don't know, is he going to call on me and make me tell the story? Like, mm. you know, we have different ways of talking about what a miracle is. And I say, I want you to know what a miracle is. When God shows up, God's present and does what only God can do. That's what a miracle is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I want you to see in baptism, what what's happening here is a miracle. God's here, he's present, and he's doing something. Yeah. And it's the same way with communion. Like when we think about what communion really is, God shows up and God does something. Yeah. And, and when mm-hmm. we think about it in those terms, mm-hmm. it shifts from what we do to what God's doing. Mm-hmm. And so who qualifies to be a part of what God's doing? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, who did Jesus hang out with? Was it the pious people? Or was it the sinners? Mm-hmm. Who, who are the people that really benefited uh, from being around Jesus? Who are the people that kind of were driven crazy by him? You know, we can see the man in Mark who uh, says, do you believe that I can heal your son? And he said, I believe, Lord, help me in my unbelief. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. do, What is it that we actually need to do if we're going to go there and say, you have to make sure you do this or that to take it seriously? Like, where does that come from? And yeah. what is it that you yeah. need to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did the thief on the cross get into paradise or not? You know, I mean, right. G- Jesus says, mm-hmm. today you'll be with me in paradise. What did yeah. he do to yeah. earn that? Yeah. Right. He had one very mm-hmm. simple mm-hmm. deathbed conversation yeah. <laughs> right. uh, with, with Jesus at the very last moment. And this is where grace gets messy. Mm-hmm. This is where it isn't as clean as... as, as I, and I think the motive for it behind it is, yeah, but I've done all this stuff. You know, look, look, yeah. I, I've had to put in all this time, but... That's such a misunderstanding. It's like the older brother in the in the uh, I was thinking that same story, in, in the yeah, prodigal yeah, yeah. son story, yeah. saying, "Well, how come he gets away with it? He mm-hmm. got to go out and do whatever he wanted, and now mm-hmm. he's getting the big party here at home, Dad." And the father says, "You've always had the better part. You mm-hmm. you, yeah. you you've always been. It's a blessing mm-hmm. to not mm-hmm. need that deathbed." conversion. Yeah. It's a blessing that you always had the hope of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But who misses out on the party? Mm. It's the older brother. Yeah, and and yeah. so when we talk about grace being messy, like we should always prefer that because the opposite mm-hmm. is me- mechanistic way of thinking about it, about us being in control. And whenever we try to be in control of something, it's a mess. So the fact that the me- the sacraments are mysterious is really important. It's yeah. an important part yeah. of the, yeah. the, the what, what sacraments are. If, if grace is messy and Jesus is radical, and both those are true statements, mm-hmm. as much as we may not be comfortable with those being yeah, true. Right. Yeah. If grace is messy and Jesus is truly revolutionary and radical, then the church should be too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so the line at, at Holy Communion should be a little messy. It, mm-hmm. it, you, we should see people in line where we go, oh, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like when people see me in line, you know, yeah. they say, oh, wow, what are you mm-hmm. doing there? What, yeah. Why are you a pastor? Mm-hmm. What, what are you doing in church? What, what, why do you think you deserve to be able to come and mm-hmm. receive this? Yeah. That's Jesus. That's just how, mm-hmm. how, that's how radical grace is. That he offers it, and it's so messy, and it's so mm-hmm. free, yeah. and, and yeah. it's so powerful. It's such a gift, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. leads to our next question, which is something's going on here in this sacrament, mm-hmm. right? and uh, I think we miss that sometimes. So, Yeah, mm-hmm. last question for now, is Holy Communion just a symbolic remembrance or more than that? 
It's way more than that. Um, <laughs> I think we just go back to the Bible. Um, it doesn't say in Scripture, this represents my body or this represents my blood. It says this is. Mm. And that mm-hmm. matters to John because is is often um, the word he, that Jesus uses when he says, I am. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we know that John didn't use that by accident when he said that. Mm-hmm. Amy. Yeah, Amy. Yeah. And, and, and so... You know, th- that to me is huge. Um, there are debates about how he's present, and, and I, those are fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, I, again, this is funny. The Bible doesn't really isn't big on explanations. It just says this is the way it is. Yeah. And, and so I want to just take Christ's word for it. Um, the cool thing is that Luther did some homework on this. Yeah. And, and to me, it's the easiest way. He says, anytime God's word is proclaimed, God shows up. It's, it's, it's the miracle thing, right? God shows up, does what only God can do. Yeah. And so that's true in the preaching of the word. That's, mm-hmm. that's true when we have a conversation with each other about Jesus or when one of us has to get something off our chest with another brother or sister in Christ and, and mm-hmm. they announce forgiveness. Or with, you know, obviously when we get together in a Bible study, but especially so also in communion and baptism. Mm -hmm. And these are places Mm -hmm. where God shows up and does only what God can do. Yep. Matthew 26, Mark 14, Mm -hmm. Luke Uh 22. We we see Jesus saying Mm -hmm. this kind of thing that he's Mm -hmm. not saying, here's a symbol. Mm-hmm. Of and just just you know when you take it just go through the ritual of, of remembering what mm-hmm. I did and mm-hmm. how it was a nice meal mm-hmm. uh, and how it's important and it's kind of holy. Yeah, it's like you said. We as as Christians, we're on solid ground when we take Jesus at His word. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for Luther, who you said yeah. Yeah. correctly did his homework on this kind of thing, w- the word was everything. Yeah, it was yeah. all about the promise. In fact, he you know if if people who are listening to this podcast either are in confirmation or grew up with it and, and read through the small catechism that there's that explanation that Luther provides in there for the sacrament of Holy communion. It's not the bread and the wine that do this. It's not mad. Mm-hmm. The, the bread's not magic. No, the wine's not magic. So, you know, when you're coming to get it, we don't need to do a whole production. Like here's, <laughs> here's the body of Christ. Everyone stop and revere, you know, it's, yeah. or you, it, it's, you can't it's, take it and bury it in your garden and your garden will grow. It's not, it's bread. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. it's wine. Mm-hmm. It, it is what, it is. It's just simple stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But Jesus says he's in it. In yeah, some, yeah. some how? Yeah, well, yeah. we don't get to know that necessarily. He just mm-hmm. says he is. Mm-hmm. So Lutherans use the phrase real presence, right? Yeah, that, he, yeah. that he's really present. I mean, we really mean it. Really, he's, really. He's really present. But Lutherans also believe mm-hmm. it's still bread yeah, and it's still yeah. wine, that mm-hmm. it hasn't you know, changed into something different, mm-hmm. at least in its taste and in, in what it you know mm-hmm. what the touch, what the touch is like, yeah. what the taste is yeah. like, what it feels like. Still is bread. It's still wine. But Christ is in it, and that makes it holy because mm-hmm. what we're receiving. Mm-hmm. My goodness, I mean, yeah. and is there a better sermon on the face of the universe than this is my body given for you, no. and, and this is my blood shed no. for you, and and to be a communion volunteer then means you get to preach the best sermon, yeah. ever over mm-hmm. and over and mm-hmm. over again with yeah. in our church with a chorus of dozens of people saying it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I might try to steal that for tomorrow if I remember. You go right ahead. Yeah. Hey, you know, we're, we're better together. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, when I was, uh, one of the things I get to do is to teach uh, divorce care. Mm-hmm. There's one session where we talk about what the Bible says about divorce. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the lesson, we celebrate communion. And I say, hear this. When, wow. when we do communion, here's what we say. In the night in which he was betrayed. Mm. Have you been betrayed? Maybe you're sitting around this table because you've been betrayed. Maybe you're the betrayer. Mm-hmm. 
this is what Jesus says to his betrayers. And then we, we celebrate mm-hmm. communion mm-hmm. and it, it, that's your goosebump moment right there. You, mm-hmm. you, you see the, the word of God at work in people's lives. And I think it was Martin Luther who said, Christ institutes this. And if Christ institutes anything, it can't be an empty thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if he commands us to do this, he gives mm-hmm. us to do this. Again, we do what Jesus says, but if he's going to give it to us, mm-hmm. he has a good purpose. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things I, I was distributing communion on Sunday at another church and uh, something that, that I was not used to is I would hand it out and especially to children and the response was, thank you. Mm-hmm. Was this in Denmark? Yes. yes. Yeah. You just, get, you just got back. <laughs> yes. So yes. what was that experience like? How, what is the sacrament of Holy Communion like in a Lutheran church in Denmark? Very similar to us. Um, and, um, you know, so you, you would feel familiar to us, obviously, in Danish. So we didn't quite understand everything. But they, they tend to kneel a lot. So they gather <laughs> around a semicircle altar mm-hmm. or semicircle rail. Mm-hmm. And, but they, they tend to kneel a lot. So they gather <laughs> around a semicircle altar mm-hmm. or semicircle rail. Mm-hmm. And, and so they're on their knees. And, you know, uh, the adults attitude in people's faces. Mm-hmm. And every mm-hmm. now and then when I serve it just anywhere, you'll see someone who's just hungry for it. Mm-hmm. And and there's this deep sense that they're connecting with Jesus in a way more than they can understand, and so just mm-hmm. gratitude comes out with thank you. Mm-hmm. So let's let's go right into our deeper dive mm-hmm. right now. Let's mm-hmm. ju- let's just take this forward because you you talk about Holy Communion in Denmark, where mm-hmm. you just spent a couple yeah. of weeks yeah. with our friends there. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been here, we've been there. Yeah. It, it's just great that partnership that we have as a church mm-hmm. with the with Lutherans in Denmark. What do you think Holy Communion is going to be like on Ash Wednesday in Ukraine? Mm-hmm. You know, as, as our listeners mm-hmm. well know by now, it's impossible to miss this news. You know, Vladimir Putin orders the attack of, of uh, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. The overwhelming majority of Ukrainians are Christian. They're going to they're gonna be gathering in churches if they can, mm-hmm. I suppose, mm-hmm. uh, on Ash Wednesday, uh, on this weekend. Mm-hmm. So let's go around the world. Let's not just go to Denmark. Let, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's mm-hmm. admit, I, I was reading uh, not that long ago, it was before the war broke out, uh, what Ukrainian pastors were preaching the Sunday before with the Russian troops surrounding their border mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the fear that yeah, had to yeah, be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the hope that they proclaim in Christ mm-hmm. and the confidence that we have in a God who mm-hmm. offers a life that's eternal. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that the inspiring courage that we're seeing from Ukrainians right now is grounded in their faith, mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. reality that they know that they belong to a God who death is not going to be the mm-hmm. end? And mm-hmm. so what does this meal have to do with life and death and eternity? What does this meal have to do with the deeper things in life? Okay, uh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you both took a deep breath uh-huh. like, I got something to say. Yeah. Well, we'll take them one at a time, so go ahead, Ben. Well, now there's a lot of pressure. I got to say something smart. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good, on, I'm sure. on Ash Wednesday, we, uh, we give ashes and we say, mm-hmm. remember you are dust, oh. and the dust you shall return. Yeah. Oh. And I got to imagine, because there's no way I could know, that you're living in a country where they're handing out uh, assault rifles to citizens to defend their own homes mm. and their homes are, are in dust. Mm-hmm. And to hear the words uh, that you are dust and to dust, you shall return. 
And yet there's this promise from Christ Mm -hmm. that goes deeper than death. Mm -hmm. When death is so imminent and so Mm -hmm. uh, in in your face, the power and the promise of resurrection Mm -hmm. means so much more. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, that's huge. I think also of just the words, this is my body given for you, this is my blood shed for you, is in the middle of that dust, and I'm thinking of the Ukraine right now, Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I love about Ash Wednesday. It's it's so brutally honest. In other words, mm-hmm. it says you ain't God, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 they're painfully aware of how out of control their circumstances are right now. Mm-hmm. And and then in the middle of it, God says, "And I'm going with you." <laughs> in other words, the way God redeems the situation is to die for it. Mm-hmm. And 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 we we know uh, from Scripture, and also we repeat in the creeds that Jesus descended to the dead, you know. And mm-hmm. so He has gone. To the to the to the limit, all the way to the wall for us, mm-hmm. and so I'm wondering when you talk about the courage the Ukrainians have, is is part of it is they they walk with the God who's gone there, mm-hmm. and the, and walking with the God who's going there with them, mm-hmm. and that's all caught up in the cross, and then the, but it's not the last word. God isn't just with you in the pain, but God takes you through the pain into the promised land of eternity. It's amazing mm-hmm. to me how strong, uh, how big of a difference, a deep. Uh, and fully devoted faith in Jesus Christ changes our outlook and our perspective when we're really, truly up against it, yeah. <laughs> when nothing less will do, when there, when there isn't one other thing that we can turn to for hope. I mean, there's a lot that we have our go-to things, right? Music or comedy or, or you know, food or, or laughter. Some of the nicer things. We even talked about some of that here, like yeah. good mm-hmm. things, right? Mm-hmm. But man, when it's all said and done, if you don't have faith, if you don't, mm-hmm. if you don't have these promises of God... What do you have? And, you know, how how spoiled are we in some ways yeah, as yeah. as Christians who haven't been pushed to that edge, mm-hmm. um, nor would I ever want that or wish that upon mm-hmm. anyone. Mm-hmm. But boy, does Christian the Christian faith really come through mm-hmm. in, in those times. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole world's just an asset. How can you stand up to this? This is, mm-hmm. this is a massive nation invading mm-hmm. a country the size of California. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it, it's coming in and saying, mm-hmm. it, at least in population, the size of mm-hmm. California, it's yeah. it coming yeah. in and saying, here, yeah, good luck, you know, mm-hmm. g- keeping yeah. that out. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, time will tell, and we yeah. pray for yeah. peace. Mm-hmm. And in a world where an authoritarian leader has mm-hmm. the power to mess everything up like that, yeah. mm-hmm. just just by mm-hmm. calling in the, mm-hmm. the troops, mm-hmm. we have a God who's bigger. Yeah. And with all yeah. due respect, mm-hmm. we're not so impressed. No, you know, mm-hmm. we're not so impressed mm-hmm. with your power, mm-hmm. uh, worldly leaders. We're, we're not so impressed with your politics. We're not, which is why this church mm-hmm. and us as pastors and ministers, leaders here in this mm-hmm. church, we continually want to point people back to. Yeah, but there's something more mm-hmm. than living for these little kingdoms, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're living for a kingdom that's eternal. We're living mm-hmm. for something that goes mm-hmm. beyond it all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think this is maybe a good time to start to land the plane then and just ask. We like to say this at the end just to kind of cap it mm-hmm. off and also to get you who are tuning in and listening wherever you might be to think, well, what am I learning here? What? Mm-hmm. Or what have I relearned? And, and mm-hmm. so what's fresh? What, what are the mic drop moments, we call them? And they don't have to be that radical, mm-hmm. but just what are those things that you're going to pull out of this conversation? Because we are always better together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as you think about that, um, I don't know. Emily, let's start with you. What, what do yeah. you think? Yeah, I really appreciated the remembrance of this connecting us to the past, the present, and the future. Mm-hmm. And I think that that 
there's something so holy just in realizing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. also, if you take your bread too soon, don't panic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that's an important learning yeah, yeah. as well. It's Everyone all, should hear that. We're all family here. It's it, it, you're, <laughs> you're plenty of grace to go around. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> how about you, Ben? Um, as you were talking about faith um, and how much this means and how there are so many different things that distract us, whether it's the authoritarian leader of a foreign nation, or it's just the things that I have on my to-do list, <laughs> right? Faith is only as good as what we, what it clings to. <laughs> and that's what I think about with communion is uh, faith, it gives our faith something to cling to. <laughs> and uh, we cling to Christ <laughs> and we belong to him. And uh, that, that moment at the end as you're talking about faith, I think is it for me. <laughs> yeah. Richard? I'm thinking, Ben, of the statement you made. Um, you were talking about the de- definition of a miracle, and I mm-hmm. think this definitely pl- applies to Holy Communion. Mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. shows up and does what only God can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and again, putting that with what you said, nothing less will do. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. your back's up against the wall, we need God to show up and do what only God can do. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a lot from this conversation, mm-hmm. uh, Ben. That was a really excellent mm-hmm. point. That yeah. so so what they're up against in in Ukraine is not necessarily what we're up against. Sometimes it's just our daily life. It's the mm-hmm. list. It's the things yeah. that, that we have to, to stress out, of, that are stressing us out. Yeah. Um, that's important too, because it's a, re- mm-hmm. it's a reminder. Um, the God who meets us through his word, through his promises, the God who meets us in the bread and the wine mm-hmm. is, is bigger than all those things. Yeah. And mm-hmm. man, that, that's also a good reminder. Nothing should get in the way of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we should be so hungry for this meal. Yeah. We, we yeah. should just be like, cannot wait yeah. to come forward and receive this. And yeah. it truly becomes a holy thing. And then, Richard, you said something that just really struck me. It's just funny how, you know, things that you kind of know, and mm-hmm. but you haven't thought about them quite from that angle. <laughs> yeah. And the light hits the diamond in a different way. Yeah. So, so you put a light on Holy Communion in a way I hadn't thought of for a while or maybe ever in quite this way. When you said, you know, somehow Christ is present in the bread and the wine, but it's not really worth getting all worked up mm-hmm. as to exactly how, because we're not going to figure that any, nah. out anyway. It's a mystery. It's bigger mm-hmm. than us. Mm-hmm. And isn't mm-hmm. that how we want God? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't we want God reveals so we mm-hmm. know things that very, mm-hmm. very, uh, very easy to understand kind of relationship, but then it gets so beautifully rich and deep mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, it's... We talk about Ash Wednesday, and God speaks through the prophet Isaiah, says, and I'll give you beauty for your ashes. Mm-hmm. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll take that dust, to dust you have come, and to dust you'll return. Mm-hmm. I'll take those ashes, earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, and I'll give you beauty. Mm-hmm. I'll give you life. Mm-hmm. Here's bread. Here's wine. But Jesus says, but it's my body, yeah, and it's yeah. my blood. Mm-hmm. And you don't have mm-hmm. to figure it mm-hmm. out. Just believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just trust God mm-hmm. at his word. He, he's earned that. And so we come with faith. Yeah. We, we come on Ash Wednesday mm-hmm. to these services today or whenever you're going to come to church the next mm-hmm. time and receive communion. And we get in line, not because we've earned it, but because our life is a mess yeah. and we need grace mm-hmm. and we receive it and it's done to us so that we walk out different than the way we came in. Yeah. yeah. Man, I mean, you know, we started by kind of saying, here's some silly stories about <laughs> yeah. things that yeah. happen. But is there anything more serious than, no. than the power of God's grace? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. you guys. You bet. Thank Thanks you, Emily. Yeah, thank you. Ben, yeah. Richard, appreciate it. And we haven't said that this so far this season because mm-hmm. they're out in a room somewhere, but they're pushing all the buttons. Yes. So thank you to our production crew, uh, to Chris and Parker and Matthew 
who are out there making this click and go yeah. together and sound yeah. good and look good and, and all that kind of stuff. So appreciate you guys. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. We'll catch you again next week. We're doing 20 questions in 20 weeks. So next week, it'll be question two. We'll see you then. Thanks for joining us today. Please click like, share it with a friend, and subscribe so we can see you next time. Bye.